Welcome to Quaker Faith and Podcast, where we will explore traditional Quaker beliefs and the variety of Quaker beliefs found today. Hi, welcome back to Quaker Faith and Podcast with Mackenzie and Micah. We are um, looking in the book Traditional Quaker Christianity at section 6E on advices and queries, which um, British friends know as being its own separate little tiny book. Um, so in this section of the book, they're talking about how these sort of developed and became like our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, there were queries way, way back from the very beginning as sort of an informal thing. Cause when people write letters to each other, they ask questions. Yeah. Funny enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there's a little quote in here from the Journal of North Carolina Yearly Meeting Conservative that I'm just going to read. And it says, The custom of allowing ourselves to be queried and to answer as honestly as we can is one of the most distinctive features of Quaker practice. It originated in the early days of Quakerism, although the queries became institutionalized only in the 18th century when formal disciplines were adopted. Very early, George Fox introduced some guidelines for the orderly functioning of the new meetings that were emerging out of the creative chaos of the earliest years. In 1656, there was a gathering of elders at Balby in Yorkshire at which these guidelines were adopted. These guidelines came to be known as advices. And um, it, Balby, like, was... I, that, that one rang a bell for me because I know it's really common in um, books of faith and practice or books of discipline, even today, for them to say uh, a quote that's from the elders of Balby. Oh, Mike is looking up the quote. I'm looking up the quote, actually, because I, I could almost... I could almost do it, too. These things we do not... Lay upon you as a rule. Hold on. I need to continue. I'll find this. Okay. Um, We'll get that quote in a bit. Um, So, the advices, as they say, are advices, not strict rules. um, And it's sort of the collective wisdom of 300-odd years of Quaker thought. Um, A lot of times, there'll be quotes from some... You know, helpful quotes from some Quaker past um, or from minutes that have been recorded. To, to be fair, the, the original advices from the, from the elders of Balby were very directive. Um, and anyone anyone today reading them would probably say, yeah, these are pretty much rules. <laughs> pretty much rules. But uh, so the, I did find a quote, and it says, and, and as, as McKinley says, this quote will be found in most, if not all, Quaker books of discipline slash Quaker faith and practices um, and it says, Dearly beloved friends, these things we do not lay upon you as a rule or a form to walk by, but that all with this measure of light which is pure and holy may be guided. And so in the light walking and abiding, these may be fulfilled in the spirit, not the letter, for the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. And if you're someone who's been reading your Bible, you know that the letter killeth, but the spirit, but the spirit giveth life is a Bible quote, too. Yeah. Um yeah, so I mean, the idea here being that, and this, and this is, this is just fundamental Quakerism here, is uh, and goes back actually to a discussion we had about creeds a few a few episodes ago. Um, Quaker, the Quaker movement as a whole, one of the main thrusts of it is that we're not really interested um, in simply having in in merely having the right doctrine, um, or even in merely doing the, 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 the right acts, but we're, we're, we're above all interested in being led in a dynamic and living way by the Holy Spirit and 
thereby living in living into the whole uh, to, to living into the Christian faith that's described by all these doctrines, but not because the doctrines told us to, but because Jesus showed us how. It's kind of a subtle distinction, hard to describe sometimes, but but it's basically like which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Which comes first, a lived relationship with God or the teachings about God? The non-theists all just tuned out. Uh, when I started talking, you know, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just say I, I do, I do hope, I do hope, I do hope we have non-theists listening to this podcast. Uh, and for those non-theists who are listening, um, this is the foundation of the faith. This is the foundation of Quakerism. You, you really, you really can't uh, engage with Quakerism in an intellectually honest manner and not be concerned with the will of God. Whatever, whatever that means to you, I think, I think you know there are folks out there who are doing really. Uh, really important wrestling with what what it means to follow the will of God. But I sure hope that all our all our non-theist folks out there couldn't deny that that's at the heart of the tradition. All right. Uh, so, um, in the book, they say that advices help to establish a community in gospel order and over the course of a lifetime brings each follower closer into unity with God and with neighbor, however defined. And I think that however defined thing actually kind of fits in with the, I mean, I know a lot of non-theists will say the divine because their definition of God versus, you know, they, they distinguish between the idea of God and the divine on particulars. Um, words. Yeah. Words are hard. Language is hard. Um, I just liked this line because the mention of gospel order, um, mm -hmm. a book that I've been reading is, Lloyd Lee Wilson's essays on the Quaker vision of gospel order. Uh -huh. um, Lloyd Lee Wilson is from North Carolina, you're the meeting conservative. And he's, 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 he's sort of like, <laughs> he's one of the leading, one of the leading uh, theologians and leaders in that you're meeting at this point. Okay. Um, it's a good book. So I definitely recommend it if anybody wants to check that out. And it's like a $9 ebook in the, FGC bookstore, I think. Oh yeah, it's well worth reading. Um, basically, Lloyd Lee and maybe McKinsey about to say this, but basically, Lloyd Lee Wilson in that book argues that um, that Quakerism is a coherent gestalt is the word he uses, a, co a coherent yes, a coherent system that you can live in, and that it, it all fits together as a piece, and that if you remove a piece, uh, it no longer makes sense as a system. So you need the whole thing. Um, whether you disagree or not with that thesis. Uh, which I have I have gone in and out in, of, of agreement and disagreement with him over the years. Um, but whether or not you disagree with the thesis, it's well worth reading and considering. Um, so I guess for... It, so it says, uh, advices reflect the values and convictions of the early meeting that publishes them. And that sounds right. You'll find different advices in the um, faith and practice or book of discipline of different early meetings. Mm -hmm. Um just as an example, for anyone who hasn't encountered advices before, I'm going to read um, one that is that is printed in this book, um, which says, Use vigilant care, dear friends, not to overlook those promptings of love and truth which you may feel in your hearts, for these are the tender leadings of the Spirit of God. Nor should any of us resist God's workings within us, for it is his redemptive love which strives to show us our darkness and to lead us to true repentance and to his marvelous light. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. That last bit being a quote from the book of Revelation. Um, yeah, that that is probably 
one of the most famous mm-hmm. uh, a- a- advices that we've got. So uh, there, there's why I read it. Yeah, there, there, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, probably every book of discipline has that advice, or some variation thereof. There's also here's a short one. Carefully maintain truthfulness and sincerity in your conduct, and encourage the same in your families. If your style of living, in your dress, and in the furniture or houses, choose what is simple, useful, and good. Yeah. So. So, uh, what's the purpose of advices and queries today? Well, we haven't gotten to the queries. What's the purpose of advices? Um, I mean, it's advice, so it's sort of a guideline for, you know, if you're, if you're having trouble uh, figuring out what is, you know, sort of the right way of living. Um, there there are people who have thought about this before, and maybe you can get some wisdom from seeing what other people think. Are, uh, have, you, have you seen the advices being used sort of in public ways, as opposed to being like, oh, yeah, there are these things available to you if you as an individual want them? But have you seen the advices being used in public ways in community? Um, so here's a really public way, but slightly less communal, I guess, is that um, they are a ready source of things that um, I know I have used for Adelphi Friends' Facebook page and that I know New England Yearly Meeting is using on their social media mm-hmm. that, um, you know, as, as, as 70-ish percent of, um, you know, people in the U.S., and I'm not sure what percent in other countries, um, scroll through our Facebook feeds every day. Um, we then have, like, a little moment where you encounter, you know, you'll, you'll, you might come across one if you were following the social media accounts for, for a Quaker meeting or a yearly meeting, and, and have this little advice come up, and you can think about it and reflect on it a little bit. Like, you know, how am I doing on that? Or, yeah. oh, I, oh you know, maybe that could apply to my life. Right. Um, and so there is that. Um, I know an app for Android phones that gives you an advice or query each day. Um, yeah. Those those are how I've how I've seen them, and so that's um, which is certainly better than them being shut up in a book on the shelf that you look at once a year or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the the one way I've seen them used in sort of what I would call. Uh, and maybe no one else would call, but what I would call a liturgical format uh, is, you know, how you're meeting mm, is, right. is typical. Is typical for the meeting for worship to be closed with the reading and advice. Mm-hmm. So usually, usually the person the person tasked with closing the meeting for worship has this responsibility to read one of the advices. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the other half of advice and queries are the queries, mm. and. Um, So, um, there's a little explanation here that I'm going to read. It says, The queries were drawn from the advices and were answered informally until the middle of the 18th century. At that time, there was growing concern that friends were sliding into a secular manner of living and becoming nominal friends only. Those who bore this concern inspired a widespread re-emphasis on observing the advices, and friends began answering the queries formally. And when it says formally, what that is referring to is something that... um, the way that so the formal time would be we our previous episode we talked about business meeting mm-hmm. uh, and clerking and what we didn't mention in there is that it's really common to have the very first thing on the agenda 
be that we're going to have a query. And um, I know in my meeting at Delphi, we the query gets read out, but we don't actually answer them um, nowadays. I know Tacoma Park Friends meeting, which is just on the street from us, they read the query, they actually give the answers, and they write the answers down in the meeting minutes. So they, do they write the individual's answers, or do they, do they synthesize a corporate response? Individual's answers. Um, okay. Not with names, but sure. it, it, is not, it is not the synthesized corporate response, because in the previous episode when we talked about presiding and recording clerks, it's it's the, the transcript type Go, of way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, whereas I was really... Uh, you know, surprise! This was this was a sort of anthropological experience. To um, a year ago, I attended the quarterly meet. I attended Rockingham quarterly meeting um, when they were meeting at Marble Friends meeting, which is only two hours from from me, and so pretty easy to get to. Um, and that's part of Ohio. Uh, well, I mean, they're in they're not in the state of Ohio, but the part of Ohio yearly meeting. Um, and I was really surprised because I'd never been to a quarterly meeting. Um, I mean, my meaning is part of one, um, about how they handle the queries. Because what they had was each monthly meeting sent in, here was our synthesized answer to the query, um, you know, to each of the queries for the last three months. And so then during their quarterly meeting, the somebody, a representative from each of the monthly meetings read out what their synthesized answer was for, like, so, you know, the clerk said, okay, so for the for the first query, what were your answers? And they'll give their answers. Then the clerk listened to the answers from each of those meetings, and she had them written down in advance, too, so she'd, already, she'd also seen them. And then she came up with what the unified query answer for the entire quarterly meeting was. Um, and, and, you know, decided, okay, so this is what I'm hearing. Is this the correct sense of have I got this? And then people approve or ask for tweaks. Mm -hmm. And then that got minuted as being the quarterly meeting's answer to that query. And I, then they moved on to the next query. And I suspect that when they asked for tweaks, they were about substance rather than a word here or a word there. Right. Yeah. Um, and then those synthesized answers, you know, the, the quarterly meeting-wide answers to each query then get forwarded to the yearly meeting. Um, and so there's this sort of accountability thing going on, which I had never seen before, and I thought it was really fantastic. I, I was like, oh, they answer the queries, and they're, like, actually thinking about what they mean. That's neat. <laughs> so uh, my wife and I were, we were, we were regular members of Rockingham Meeting, uh, which is a part of Rockingham Quarterly Meeting uh, that Mackenzie visited. Um, we were we were members, regular members of that meeting for uh, some years, and then now are affiliate members, which basically means we don't actually go there, but we sub but we are in relationship with them, and we submit our answers to the advices, or I'm sorry, to the queries. And uh, do you do this in advance so that they have your answer before the business meeting happens? Ideally, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ideally, okay. Yeah. Um, so so yes, the what we're supposed to do is is basically each month there. I think there are. Uh, there's one query for each month. No, we're missing at least a couple. Um, there's not. There's there's not twelve. Um, I think there's eleven because you have. There you go. Because the annual session knocks out one. Month. Okay, so so we there's, yeah there's one month where we don't do it. Um, but in any case, we we answer we answer the advices most months, and uh, then we send it in to the clerk. The clerk has those available. The actual in-person local meeting answers, and they've got their answer, 
And then they take all the affiliate members' answers and synthesize it so that when they send that to quarterly meeting, it's actually incorporated, you know, mm-hmm. anything really relevant from the other answers, too. So, And I remember that when I was at the Rockingham quarterly meeting, one of the queries that they were that, that, that they were answering and, and bringing in the answers from was the one that asks about um, smoking and drinking alcohol and stuff. And uh, Rockingham meeting said, yeah, some of our members drink alcohol and they're cool with that. And then the court of the meeting was like, wait, <laughs> uh, okay. No, and then that, that was... Uh, and, and I know you drink alcohol, yeah. so I'm sure that was... I'm no, sure you were faithful at least some of that. Well, so we actually, we actually caused, this, we caused this problem originally uh, in, uh, in, in Ohio in the meeting. I'm not sure whether it had happened before. It probably had. But we definitely caused that problem where um, when we became members at Rockingham meeting, we, we drink alcohol uh, in moderation, usually. Uh, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, and, uh, so we, uh, we, we said that when we answered, uh, the query about, you know, whether we abstain from, from, uh, you know, intoxicants and alcohol, et cetera, we said, well, we do, but not, but we do, we do abstain from, you know, most intoxicants and from tobacco, but we do drink alcohol. Um, and so like, there, both at the local and at the quarterly meeting level, I know there was like a knee-jerk desire to just paper it over and be like, no, 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 let's not say that. But we did say that. Both at the, at the local level, we said it. We said, yes, some of us do drink alcohol, um, even though like the advices say you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, they said we do. Um, and then the quarterly meeting, I remember it also being like, oh, ooh, really? And then... I mean, I was I was there for that quarterly yeah. meeting discussion. They're, they're like, and, and it was sort of like, this, like, you know, we revise our books of discipline and faith and practice, like, on occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say generationally. I have, I'm going to guess that Ohio might do it less often than that. No, they've, they've revised it recently. Like, I, I was... Yeah, there. I know it was, like, 2013 was the last one. Yeah, I mean, I, I was there the last time they revised yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just don't know how, 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 what the space, the well, amount of time is between. Well, just, I'm sorry, um, not, not to interrupt, but they, they don't do, in my experience, I'm sure maybe at some point they did, but... Um, they don't, in the last several decades, they don't do, like, full-cloth revisions. They revise as necessary. Okay. Right? So it's not like we're redoing the whole thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're going to change this one part because it was requested. Okay. And in Baltimore early meeting, we basically do whole-cloth revisions. Uh, Well, we tried to do a whole-cloth one in, like, 2013, and uh, it got rejected. And so now we're going to try doing the small revisions thing. But might, might work better. <laughs> might work better. <laughs> but anyway, um, there there was sort of my perception was that, or my my memory of it is that there was sort of a. Do we think that this advice to completely abstain should change to a moderation thing, or do we think that those Rockingham? monthly meeting folks <clears throat> Micah and Faith which they didn't say your names but I was thinking there, you there, there may be others need to need to like fall in line like uh-huh. it, was, it was like which which way does this go do we uh-huh. do we loosen the rule well not rule but like you know do we loosen the expectation or do we um, it's obviously not a rule because they didn't kick us out right <laughs> these things we don't lay you on rules Liz anyway um, the Valby thing from earlier it, it, it is always a tricky thing in any community to know what, which things, basically which things are deal breakers and which things aren't. Mm-hmm. And clearly in Ohio, the meeting, abstaining from alcohol at this point, I think, I'm not sure it's always been this way. At this point in time, abstaining from alcohol is not a deal breaker. Faith in Jesus Christ is. 
Mm-hmm. So like like different things like like it's like what's really critically important and mm-hmm. clearly at this point in time Ohio Early meeting is corporately making the decision that while they still have a witness uh, of, of abstaining from alcohol as a collective it is not an individual mandate and it's not it's not critical for membership. Yeah, I was frankly really surprised the first time I was at your house and there was like wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just my impression of you, I was like, ex- ex- I expected you to be a teetotaler like me. If it's good enough for Jesus, <laughs> it's good enough for me. <laughs> um, so obviously we've been saying that there's that they have a query that is about alcohol. Uh, I don't think that query. I think possibly BYMs might say moderation instead of abstinence of alcohol Um, because we tend to be more like, you know, just don't be a drunken fool and we're all right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think... Because people are jerks when they're drunk. Yeah. I mean, I think moderation, moderation in alcohol is a good testimony for sure. Um, So they have some of Ohio's um, queries are printed in this book. Um. For example, do we cherish a forgiving spirit and strive to walk in love as Christ also hath loved us? Is each one of us careful for the reputation of others? Are we mindful to love our neighbor as ourselves? If differences threaten to disrupt the Christian harmony between the members, is prompt action taken? I feel like this is one that we could make a lot more use of. Holy crap. Of, yeah. Yeah. No, that 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 that, uh, like, that query is like not with the rumors. That query and gossiping. is that query is super deep, and honestly, like I think I think every every Quaker group on the planet would do really well just to meditate on that one every month for the next ten years. <laughs> that is super 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 important. Yeah, like because and and gossip is really damaging to a community. So yeah. you know, there's that one about the reputation of others. And but but on the other but then of course you know you also have on the other hand with like you don't want to have that reputation of others thing turn into like the Catholic church with covering up the sure. abuse with the priests can, thing, it, right? It can, it can go it, too it far. Can, yeah. Direction. It can, it can be abused. Like but, it can be misused. But, but, then, but, I, but I do think we're at a particular, uh, I think this is particularly relevant to friends perhaps, um, because, because of our very flat leadership structure, um, often the way, uh, conflict is dealt conflict with. is dealt with and leaders are dealt with is to if slam- we ignore them, they'll go away. Or if we slander them on the down low, that's another way to deal with it. So, like, I think, like, for, for Quakers with our very flat structure in particular, it's really, really important that we follow gospel order and that we deal with conflict in transparent and loving ways rather than sort of, like, dealing with it through the Quaker grapevine, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Oh, and actually, they printed the, the alcohol one, so I guess we can just... I can tell yeah. you what the phrasing is well, on that one. It, it says, Believing our bodies to be the temple of God, see 1 Corinthians 3.16... That's actually in parentheses in there. Are we concerned to attain a high level of physical and mental health? To this end, are our lives examples of temperance in all things? Do we avoid and discourage the use and handling of intoxicants, tobacco, and improper use of drugs? I, I, what stood out to me just then was the handling part. Because, <laughs> no, it's interesting because it probably, probably actually... No bartending. Well, yeah, no bartending, no, no like selling alcohol. Not, you, you, know, you can't like be an alcohol dealer but not drink alcohol like no no you need to not be involved the old books of discipline from the 1800s which by the way if you would like to see what's in all the old disciplines the quaker heritage press has like a printed thing called the old discipline that's got like six of them with all the revisions um i remember they had things like 
that you should not sell grain to a distillery because they're going to turn it into alcohol. And so now you've gotten involved in alcohol, which, I mean, take, I think, you know, nowadays with like conscious consumerism, we, it is more common to think about like the whole lifespan of a product where it's coming from and where it's going to. Mm -hmm. But that's interesting that that's in there. Yeah. I mean, um, there's a certain stream of Quakerism that has been into, that has been into conscious consumerism for centuries. Yeah. Well, John Woolman, we talked about some eons ago on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's only a year old, so it's not really eons, but yeah. Anyway, um, if you would like to find collections of advices and queries, um, I can tell you that Britain Yearly Meeting has them published as a little book, and they have a website, um, which I will link in the show notes. I also hope you will link in the show notes. Uh, the Friends of Jesus Fellowship has advices and queries. Okay. Um, and actually, just to give a little background on them, um, the advices and queries are, it's, it's sort of like any, like, in all the liturgical traditions, like, you know... The Episcopalians got their like got their liturgy like by modifying the Roman Catholic, you know, and and like mm-hmm. it's all sort of passed down. It's all kind of similar. And the Friends of Jesus Fellowship advice and queries are the same way, uh, in a very intentional way. In that uh, when they were put together uh, some years ago, uh, they were actually adapted from you know uh, probably a dozen a dozen different yearly meetings, uh, books of discipline. Um, and, you know, there's some new stuff in there, but most of it's sort of a remix of existing advice and queries that have been passed down for hundreds of years. And I'm sure you'll find things that conflict um, between the advices given in different yearly meetings. Um, so I'm saying, like, temperance generally means none mm-hmm. um, when it comes to, you know, like, temperance from alcohol means no alcohol, um, like Ohio has in theirs. And, like I said, Baltimore yearly meeting is, like, moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt you'll find any, any advice on hedonism. but not um, yet but i'm sure you'll find disagreements between the yearly meetings that are more socially conservative and Mm. the ones that are more socially liberal when it comes to things like family structure and like divorce um Mm. marriage um divorce and remarriage that kind of stuff or have you have you come across advices on like divorce and remarriage i can't remember if i've seen that before I, I'm pretty sure divorce is mentioned in Baltimore's. I'm also, well, and and the way Baltimore Yearly Meetings uh, Book of Faith and Practice is, is that basically like half the book could be considered advices. Um, mm-hmm. And, but then like also thinking of like um, same-sex couples, single-parent families, like um, sex ed, even like I think like Baltimore's says basically like, look, parents, don't leave your kids in the dark. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And you know I don't know how. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, I, I I could certainly see the more socially conservative ones being like so. So make sure that you tell them before their wedding night. <laughs> well, so like uh, this, this, so like I just I just. Uh, Control F uh, divorce in the book of discipline for Ohio yearly meeting, and here's what here's what that sentence is: Divorce and broken homes are a blight to our country, and great care needs to be exercised that the union be on the right foundation. Okay. So. Yeah, I I don't think the word blight is in is in Baltimore yearly meetings. Yeah. Faith and practice. Yeah. 
So that, that's, that is interesting. So I guess if somebody wanted to like collate advices on various topics for comparison between yearly meetings, that could be an interesting project. That would be, I'm not undertaking it. That would be what su- do you do that? That would be super interesting. If anyone does that, we will gladly have you on the podcast to discuss. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on the web at quakerpodcast.org, as Quaker Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and on iTunes.